to Zenergy, the interactive toolbox providing resources for building a better life. I am Zen Ashe, your catalyst coach and conduit to that better life. Um, a catalyst, a coach draws out hidden potential within a subject. A conduit provides a connection. The amazing thing about human beings is we become our four foot, five foot, six foot cells from a microscopic seed and egg. Just as we had massive potential to grow physically, the same is true mentally, spiritually, and physically. Um, we have reservoirs that some of us have not tapped into before because unlike the physical, our other areas don't develop on autopilot. Any athlete knows that all a coach can do is unleash what was already inside. As your energy catalyst, I will connect you with tools through interviews, motivational techniques, and food for thought. But a coach does not work alone. Teammates are essential. This is an interactive toolbox, so we do have a teammate here. Could you introduce yourself to the people? Hi, everyone. Thanks for coming in. And thank you, Zenashe, for inviting me. I'm Shani Davis. I am an author, self-published. Currently, I host a talk show entitled Talk Truth Series, where I assist other authors as well in building their brands by giving them a platform to speak. Awesome. Awesome. So she's going to be with us today. and. Um, we're kind of talking about attitude and we're also going to talk about her newest book and she's going to tell us about all the tools that are in her book. Now, this has been a crazy week for me. I mean, we had the hurricane. We were out of school. Um, the podcast studio that I was filming at had a fire. And so I spent this weekend trying to get some different uh, elements to make a podcast studio in my house. And, and Miss Shanique has been so patient with me because we were actually supposed to shoot this live video earlier today, but you can see it's later and we are doing it now. So I'm so thankful for her, her patience with me. And then I had to try it three times to get it right because first the camera was backwards and then I couldn't get her on. And then so... We finally got it right and I can see her face and she can see my face and we're actually going live. And so that's <laughs> exciting. This is my first time doing a Facebook live with someone. So, so, you know, you kind of, I guess you could say you broke my Facebook live interviewing cherry here, you know? Yeah. I'm excited to have you here. I wanted you to tell us about like, how did the idea for your book come to you? And, you know, just what is it about? What do you want to, what's your message to the people? All right. So my the book is entitled Breaking Your Barriers, Change Unhealthy Life Cycles and Unravel the True You. And my message is simply this. For anyone, and I mean anyone, including myself, to live a fruitful and fulfilling life, you must address the inconsistencies of the inner man. And by saying this, I mean a lot of the times, well, I've noticed a trend basically, I mean, a trend that has been happening over the years. So every year at the end of each year, we would all get excited, men, women, and children about, you know, New Year's resolution. And we want to cut some toxic, toxic relationships. We don't want to 
have some kind of friends anymore. We don't want to do some things. We want to own businesses. We want to interact. All the good things in life. We want to own houses. We want to build friendships and all of that. And so I've recognized that, you know, just like weight loss and all of the other things that we have to cut to get better, we tend to cut down or slow down midway into the new year for whatever reason. And I realize that it, a lot of the times we get discouraged. We fall short of our goals because of our fears, insecurities. Um, our lack of self-confidence, low self-esteem, our pride, we, we're not, we're not knowledgeable enough on the things that we want to take on. And so we, we, I, I want to encourage us all to just break these barriers and get on with the life that we were meant to live. It's not just an ordinary self-help book. It really addresses the inner man, the selfishness, everything about the inside that really affects our outward living. That sounds really good. I think all of us could use some of that. Um, you know, kind of talking about attitude, you were talking about things like selfishness, low self-esteem, doubt. Those are all limiting attitudes that keep us from becoming our true selves, as you said earlier, and also mm -hmm. keep us from interacting in a positive way with other people. Because um, if we don't feel good about ourselves, then we're not going to be confident. We may not set those proper boundaries. We may not even be able to connect at all because we might be too shy to, you know, speak up or to introduce ourselves. So what were some of the tips that you had in your book about addressing any of those things? All right. So first of all, I always say that if we have any issue at all or if we find that, you know, after some introspection or reflections, whether you do it during the days or during the nights, what you would do is educate yourself on what a particular thing does. For example, forgiveness. Um, you, you know, how you feel or how you behave when you've forgiven someone or when you've not forgiven someone. So you educate yourself, you, you take notes in a diary, not just for writing's sake, but you take notes to keep track of your life, to see how you're doing, if you're getting better, if you are slow, if you need to pick up on some things. And you educate yourself on what the thing does to you, how it affects your mind, how it affects your relationships, how it affects your, 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 um, your ability to function when change happens. If you're flexible, if you're adaptable, all of that good stuff, then what you do now, what I, what I challenge you to do now is I challenge your mind, your thought process. I encourage you to think on some positive things, you know, dismiss some thoughts, dispel some thinking, because a lot of the times we're under, we find out that things that affect our lives actually start here. And then when they go unaddressed, then it, it takes root in our hearts and then it becomes more aggressive and it's harder to get rid of. So I educate you on the matter, whatever it is. I challenge your thought process. I implore you to be more mindful. That's M-I-N-D-F-U-L instead of mindful, which is M-I-N-D-F-U-L-L. -L. 
and then I, you know, kind of bring you into a, a calm place, a state of consciousness where your emotions are intact because a lot of these things are affected by feelings as well. And then I, you know, challenge you to track your pace and move along to the next step. So educate, challenge your thought process, you take action and then track your pace and move on. That sounds like a great set of steps. And I'm thinking about some of the things that you said. Um, I'm reading the book, The Magic of Thinking Big right now, which I read years ago. And sometimes it's good to go back because he talks about how he talked to some doctors, physical doctors, medical doctors, and also psychologists. And they were saying about 80% of the people in treatment, either physically or mentally, probably would need it if they had better control of this. Mm-hmm. That they let, yeah. as you said, their mind be full of negativity and they they rehearse again and again those negative memories, those negative feelings, those insecurities. And he was talking about in his book how you have your mind is like an employee. And if you give it the task of Tell me why I, I don't deserve this promotion on my job. Then it'll go out and it'll find all of the times when you were late, all of the times when you didn't do the best job, you know, all the things that would make you feel unworthy. But if you tell it, give me all the reasons why I do deserve this promotion, it'll go out and find those too. So we have to be, as you said, very clear and introspective. What are we doing with our minds? Mm -hmm. Are we giving it the right directions to help us? Or are we giving it the wrong directions to hurt us? And also he was talking about, like you said, be aware. How is what you're thinking affecting your emotions? How is it affecting Mm -hmm. your body? You know, Mm -hmm. um, I did this. It's kind of like Tai Chi. It's called Kui Zheng. It's uh, like a moving yoga kind of thing and they have you breathe and they have you stand in certain positions and breathe and they have you like imagine letting go like you can picture your depression I did this right after my mom died you can picture your depression as a big black balloon and you Mm -hmm. can picture it like weighing you down like a big you know backpack And then as you're breathing out and as you're doing these stretches, you picture that balloon and they would even have you do these like breathing like you would go, like you're letting air out of a, out of a tire, like, and you would picture like that balloon shrinking and it no longer weighing you down and no longer making your chest feel tight or your head feel full, you know, and you would picture just literally doing that breath and then, Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's kind of a silly thing to say, but it was very helpful for me. What did you want to say? Yeah, I was about to say same thing with regular exercises or breathing exercises. Those really help a lot. Reading aloud, you know, to distract your mind from all of the negative things that would bombard you and you know keep you down. The negative thoughts about yourself, the complaining. The, the aggression, self-critic, you're, you know, you're your bigger, your biggest self-critic. And the, the, sometimes we can be so harsh on ourselves. It, it, it's 
it's stifling and you kill your own potential when you do these things. Another thing I encourage is that, you know, on a daily basis, our minds are flooded with trillions, even billions of thoughts. And I know I understand that there is no particular way that we might be able to control these because they flood our minds. Wow. But the thing is, what we do, what we should do is challenge each thought, challenge the accuracy of the thoughts that come to your mind. What do you believe your, believe about yourself? What are the things that you are hearing about yourself? Are they true? If you're a Christian, then you would apply, compare it to the word of God by saying, what does God say about me as his child, as his son, as his daughter? We challenge what thought comes here with what is actually true. And that is how we overcome some thinking. We, we, we feed our minds by, um, not just only read, not just reading, but the things that we watch on television. No, COVID-19 is this big thing that everybody is afraid of. And let me tell you, you don't have to be afraid of it once you're taking your precautions. But what you can do to alleviate yourself from the burden that comes with the thought of, oh, I'm going to catch COVID, I'm going to die or whatever comes with that. What you do is limit the amount of time that you, you spend on social media, looking at cases being increased, people going off in ambulances. Limit the amount of time that you watch and follow up on the news. Limit the amount of discussion that you have about this crisis. I know it is important and it affects us all. Yes, but we have to take care of ourselves if we really want to survive this. And we can do it together. Stop listening to, stop taking phone calls about COVID-19. Stop, stop saying it. Just stop saying it. Challenge yourself for 24 hours to not say that term or even pandemic or crisis. Whenever it comes up, dismiss it, completely ignore it. You see, if you find that you are able to do it past 24 hours, then challenge yourself five days, two, three days, keep it going. Because I had to do that. I had a friend when the pandemic just came to, you know, full fledged and we were all kind of worried about, you know, we were getting anxious about everything that was taking place around us. People got, people were losing their jobs. People were being laid off. People's businesses stopped going, you know, and a lot of the things stopped happening because we weren't able to interact as we are used to. So what I had to do now as a friend, what we came up with is that we would not say the term cool. We would not say crisis, pandemic, any of that. We would not follow up on the news. Yes, it is good to know what's happening in the world or in your country. But the thing is, when it is um, flooding your mind, when it is causing you distress, do whatever it takes to keep your emotions and your mental state intact. You want to be able to make decisions now. We don't want to panic if we hear that COVID is at the door, right? So we want to keep our minds at a steady pace or emotions unsteady so that we can make decisions when decisions are to be made and we can sleep better at night. I think that's good advice. You have to have a balance between yeah. being informed and being overwhelmed. And sometimes we are on the overwhelmed side. Mm -hmm. And when you were talking about mindful 
rather than mindful. I was thinking about this uh, visual I saw and it was a black woman and she had her hair in a bun, but on top of that bun was a swirling uh, storm. Mm-hmm. And this was supposed to be all the thoughts that were going on in her head. And it was just this big, huge, black, almost tornado-like cloud that was swirling above her head. And sometimes, like I said, we have to find ways. And like you just said, we have to find ways to turn that off, yeah. to to turn that down. You know, for me, it's it's meditation, reading, walking out in nature, you know, uh, prayer, all those things, even lighting a candle, taking a long bath. You know, Mm -hmm. we have to find ways to relax from that stress and and Mm -hmm. and shift our attitude. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I decided that I was going to get up every morning and I was going to listen to affirmations. Because I was going to set my intention to have a good day every single day. And I was going to listen to positive things first thing in the morning. And, you know, you were talking about just taking control of your mind, taking control of what you absorb, mm-hmm. whether it's the news, whether it's social media, um, whatever it is. You know, we don't have to tune in to certain things. We can turn them off. We can turn on something else. So we have a lot of choice about what we expose ourselves to because all mm-hmm. of those things, they affect us, you know, physically, yeah. mentally, emotionally. And you were talking about sleep. They can affect whether we can sleep or not at night. And we all need our sleep. I don't get as much of it as I, as I should, but I actually got like eight hours of sleep and nine hours of sleep during this whole storm thing. So that was a blessing that came out of that. Cause most times I don't get a lot of sleep. Um, mm-hmm. So is there anything else? I wanted to ask you about your Talk Truth series. What is Mm -hmm. that? Well, that was birthed from me paying a good deed forward. I published my first book on International Women's Day. That was on a Sunday. And two persons then had invited me, one on Facebook, the other one on YouTube to speak about my book. And I believe that really did something for me. Like it, it, it birthed something in me. And I just decided, hey, as a new author, not having a name or, you know, an established brand that people are really familiar with and that they trust, we don't get a lot of exposure. And I believe in giving, right? So this is my way of giving back and helping others and helping myself as well because I grow speaking and interacting with them. I don't charge. I don't do it for the money, but I grow when I meet them. Oh, okay. That sounds good. Yeah. Well, you and I have some similarities there because um, I am an artist too. And I do believe definitely in supporting black business, support supporting black literacy, um, because it's so vital to our community. We need to know who's in our community doing positive things. We need to know where we can go for resources. Um, and we need to support each other. You know, yes. we need to buy each other's books and, and, and shop in each other's stores and, you know, put each other on, on Facebook live and, yes. and let people see, uh, what's going on. Cause sometimes we hear so much negativity about our community, but there are so many good things that are going on, but it's not always publicized. And so, you know, when I 
basically created a platform for artists. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to give vendors and authors and all kinds of different people who were doing positive things in the community, um, an opportunity to be able to share that. And, and that's what Zenergy is about too. It's about giving people tools, you Mm -hmm. know, so your book is a tool. The talk true series is a tool. All the things that you've been talking about, those are tools that people can take and then put to work in their lives so that they can have results because mm-hmm. we all need results at the end of the day. You know, we all need to say, okay, I did this. I got this, you know, and so you've given them some practical tips and tools that they can use. Um, so do you have a website where they can go and get your book or not how anymore. would they find you? I'm working on the website. It's not finished yet, but for now, I have these on Amazon. The paperback is $15.99 and the ebook is $7.99. And for the persons in my country where I'm from, Jamaica, it's $2,500 for one. Okay, that's a beautiful cover. I like that cover. And I put a post on my page with all of your information. So I'm going to be sharing that out to several groups and to my Facebook friends. Um, I'm going to be sharing out this video to, you know, my Facebook friends and some groups. And then later, I'll put it up on the podcast because I just got my podcast cover art. So I'm going to actually be putting uh, these recorded sessions on the podcast so that, you know, people will be able to hear it wherever they are in the world, you know. And it's it's really cool that I'm actually talking with someone in Jamaica. Um, and, and I'm in uh, right outside of Houston, Texas. So that I think is pretty amazing. The Internet is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, so and that's one of the positive things we can take. Yeah, that's one of the positive things we can take out of this crisis. We can meet people virtually and build meaningful connections. We can learn from each other, all of that good stuff. It's, 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 it, it still has its pros. It does. It definitely does. And, and, um, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm grateful. I'm humbled because, like I said, this has been a learning curve for me. COVID-19, you know, um, quarantine, trying to do what I do with the restrictions that are out there and learning a different way to do things. And so today I learned a different way to do things and you actually helped me with that. So I wanted to, again, thank you for your your patience and your graciousness and us tweaking and figuring out how to do this Facebook (laughs) double sided um, (laughs) live. Yeah, because that was that was quite an interesting uh, trial and error process. <laughs> yeah, I'm but I wanted to thank you for, as well. Yeah, I wanted to thank you for coming on, and um, I like I said, I put all your information up in a post on my page, and I'm going to share that out to people. Is there anything that you wanted to tell the people before we close out tonight? Yeah, sure. For the persons who are here. And for the persons who will catch the replay on my author page or on Talk Truth series page, this is a very good book to read. Why? It is easy to read. You don't have to have a PhD. There ain't no big words in there. And it addresses the least talked about topics that I found to have the greatest impact on our lives. 
imagine what a little thing like pride or a little arrogance can do, you know? It, it ruins relationships, families, forgiveness and unforgiveness. You know, the death, of, the losing, you're losing a loved one, a family member. I've shared some really personal experiences here, some damaged friendships, some regrets, you know? A lot of the things that we have the time now, it's crisis time. We can't really go out much. But this is one good thing that you can spend time doing is getting better at being a better version of yourself. There is no way we can get better in the world without addressing ourselves. There's a saying that says, change starts with you. So be the change that you want to see in the world. And this is basically me changing. I have broken a lot of barriers since I've published this book. Like people can really attest to me changing. And I would have never come on a live stream and talk to anybody. I would never even talk about I'm going to write a book. I never believed in myself ever. I never have any self-esteem. I wasn't very kind. And so God has really given me a lot of tips and tricks on how to become a better person. And this is my way of evangelizing to the world. So I leave you with this saying. When you are traveling in the world, you want to be, you want to have great and exceptional impact on the lives of the people that you meet. You want to bring them joy. You want to be kind. Here's what you do. Break some barriers. Just invest in a copy of this book. You will not regret it. And travel light. Get rid of the burdens that are holding you back from living the life that you were meant to live. We were all meant to be somebody in the world. And we were all meant to live a purpose-filled life under God. So do your best and travel light. Get rid of the pride. Get Address your unforgiveness. Address your regrets. A lot of us are traveling with regrets. Our minds are weighing and swaying all over the place. You know, keep your, your, your physical life intact. Keep your emotional health intact and become a better version of yourself. There's no harm in that. So break some barriers. I am a barrier breaker and you can become one too. You just don't know it yet. So link me if you need one. I love that. I am a barrier breaker and you can become one too. That's awesome. Now I want to give my own personal testimony. Okay. You said you would never have been on a live. So two years ago, I had someone tell me I should do a podcast and I looked at them and I was like, no, I can, I can be on stage all day. I don't want to see myself on camera. I don't want to see my, you know, I was, I was the whole YouTube, the YouTube channel thing, YouTube, they're like, you should be a YouTuber. You know, you should do that. I'm like, no. And here I am on Facebook live with you. Yeah. So, I mean, this is my, what, I think this is my fourth recording that I've done Facebook Live showing my face because even when I used to go Facebook Live, I would turn the camera away from me. I would point it at a tree, a park bench, whatever. I didn't want to be all on the camera. I was just, I don't know, nervous. I don't know what it was. I just was self-conscious. I don't know what it was, but it just was weird to me, right? Looking at myself on the camera screen. So um, I have gone through a whole process of transformation with this COVID thing. Um, It's made me think about 
my purpose, as you said, mm-hmm. a purpose-filled life. And um, if I feel it's my purpose to provide a platform for people like yourself mm-hmm. to get your good tools and tips out to the public, mm-hmm. then I can't be worried about being self-conscious or being nervous about being on camera or not even knowing how to use technology because I did not know. You know, sometimes we are the ones who highlight our so-called deficiency or defectivity. That's a word. No one even notices that you are shy because when I, when I do lives, people actually ask me if I'm not nervous. Yes, I'm nervous every time I'm about to go live. I want to use the bathroom every time. But I come live. I do it. I still do it. I do it afraid. Right? Sometimes, you know, and I even wrote about this. Our fear has a way of holding us back from doing a lot of the things that we would want to do. You're afraid to go to school. You're afraid to hold up your hand and ask a question because people are going to laugh at you. The teacher is going to disgrace you. But hear what? Fear of the unknown, just like things being easy or hard, is relative. Everyone can relate to it. But what you do is the same way you would um you would challenge the accuracy of the thoughts that come to your mind and decide whether or not they are real or you know. It's the same way you would do with your fears. You would assess the situation to see if it's something that is really going to cause some serious harm. If not, because you're going to be rational enough, if it's not going to do any harm, it's just you not wanting to come out of your shell, then of course I would encourage you to gradually expose yourself to these things. I had to gradually expose myself to doing live streams. I started with three people on Instagram. And since then I have been being, I've been trying to be consistent. I've been putting in the work. To, to come on here so that people can see that yes, it can be done. A lot of the persons here can, they actually know me in person. They know that I was very shy. I would not talk to anybody. So, you know, it's, it's just how you see your fear, how you see yourself. So be rational. If it's not going to create any severe harm or damage, gradually expose yourself to it until you have your entire foot in the door and then your head comes in. Just the same. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's some great advice. Cause you know, even tonight, like I said, I went live three times before I got it right. You know, mm-hmm. and again, it's, that was one of my fears is I'm going to get it wrong. Yeah. But Les Brown said something. He said, sometimes you have to do it right. I'm sorry, do it wrong before you can do it right. Mm-hmm. And if you want to do it right, you got to risk doing it wrong the first couple of times. And then you'll get it right, you know, and you yes. can learn from those wrongs. Like I, I was like, oh, the camera's flipped. The camera, okay, because my camera was fine, mm-hmm. just normal. But then when I went to Facebook Live, it flipped itself again. I was like, what is it doing? Mm-hmm. You know, so we have to just relax a little bit, which is something, you know, for people that are, um, some people say I'm a perfectionist. I don't think I'm a perfectionist, mm-hmm. you know, but some people say that. I can relate. <laughs> <laughs> for people who are accused of being perfectionists, mm-hmm. um, we have to relax and we have to just go through the process and, and 
realize that things may not always be perfect, but there's a, there's a great accomplishment when you get something done that needs to be done and something that's going to give uh, a benefit to other people, even if it wasn't perfect, mm-hmm. you know, or even if it wasn't, it didn't exactly go the way that you wanted it to go, yeah. you know. So it's, so I wanted to thank you for coming on tonight. And I wanted to thank you for all your graciousness with the whole trial and error (laughs) with Facebook Live. We got it right. And I enjoyed talking to you tonight. And I definitely encourage everybody out there who's listening and everybody who will listen to the rebroadcast when I share this and I tag people in, you know, get her book, listen to the Talk Truth series. You know, she's got positive things that she wants to give to you. You know, we're all about trying to bring uh, positive, uplifting, encouraging words that can help you build a better life. Mm -hmm. And as she said, be a barrier breaker. Yes. So I wanted to thank her for coming on and I'm going to say good night. May you walk (laughs) in Zenergy. All right. Have a great night. Thank you. Have a good night. Thank you. Give the gift of lift. Lift people up. Lift people up. So when they look at your your shirt, they look at your mug, they get an inspiring message. They're lifted. You know, one of the things about nature. You know, there's a parable of the sower. That's in the Bible. And it says that what we put out, it's a seed. So this little episode right now is a seed. And this seed is going out there on these airwaves. And it's going to fall on some hard ground in some places. People, some people may turn it off. It's going to fall on some not so hard ground, but the birds of the air are going to come and snatch up the seed. It's not going to develop. It's going to fall on some kind of good ground, but then the the weeds will spring up and kind of strangle it so it doesn't produce, but it's going to fall on some good ground. And maybe one thing she said, or one thing I said, or a whole bunch of things we said are going to take root in your mind, in your heart, in your life. And then it's going to produce fruit. And that fruit is going to be something that nurtures you and nurtures other people. And, and the thing about merchandise is you can plant a seed just because somebody reads your shirt and they get something to take with them. And you're planting a seed in their life that could bring fruit, that could bring positivity. You know, they're looking at your mug and they're like, that's a really nice message. Oh, that made me feel good. I feel some kind of way. So you can actually give the gift a lift just by what you wear just by what you use, just by what you give people. You know, we give people a lot of things that don't have any messages to them, but we can also give people things that do have messages that do inspire. And so I want to encourage you to, whether you get it from me or whether you get it from somebody else, give the gift of lift this year, lift people up.